Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I could see that he wasn't up to par, perhaps on the so-called faith message, and he made a, you know, a derogatory remark. Well, I could have gotten offended and could have closed my mind and shut him off right there. But you see, I just stayed open and just gave him the benefit of the doubt and said he probably, because I've done it myself, he probably didn't mean that the way he said it. Amen. And it wasn't 10 minutes. I don't believe it's over five minutes. There was a spiritual question that I'd been wrestling with for, I guess, 20 years. And it wasn't over five or 10 minutes until he answered that question, the Holy Ghost through him. Glory to God, hallelujah. I thought after it, what if I'd closed my mind? What if I'd just shut him off? I still wouldn't have known. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, A Fresh Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. I remember one time the Lord sent me to a certain church, and I, again, I said, Lord, I don't want to go there. He said, I want you to go. I said, why do you want me to go? He said, that pastor's going to die. And he's only 43 years old. He's not old enough to die. And if he'll listen to you, if he'll be in those morning teaching classes and listen to you as you teach the Word, and we'll, we'll put it into practice, he'll not die. He'll live. So I went. Well, he's busy. You know we can be too busy and by the same token, not be teachable. Because we're too busy, we haven't got time to listen. He's busy. He's got a daily radio program. He's building a new church. He never come to, in his church, to, and he invited me to come. Not to one single day service. Not to one single service. And finally his wife said to me, Brother Hagin, uh, talk to my husband. Think about that. Talk to the pastor and see if you can get him to come to these day services. Isn't that strange? Talk to a pastor and see if you can get him to come to his own services. I'm not just there putting on a meeting. I'm there holding a meeting for him. Just the guest. Well, I kept after him, but he's so busy. We finally got over into the third week. And, and I asked her, I said, oh, why, why do you want to get him? Just see what's seen you into these services. She said, Brother Hagin, he's going to die. I said, how do you know he's going to die? He's only 42 years old, not old enough to die. She said, I, I can't tell you how I know it. Just know it on the inside. Just an inward conviction. Then I told her what the Lord told me. I mean, the word of the Lord came unto me saying. She said, That's, it's right, and I know it don't have to happen. She said, you know, we're both ordained ministers. We, we never would listen to anybody else. Through all of these years, we just thought we know as much as anybody. We never would listen to anybody else. That's not submitting one to another. That, that's not having a teachable spirit. Talk to him. Talk to him. Didn't do any good. Finally, we went out to eat on Wednesday after morning service, or the third week. We don't have but two more day services. We've already had 13, you see, three weeks. This is the third week. We've only had 13 hours of teaching that he missed on the subject of faith and healing. And so we went out and we were sitting here in the restaurant eating. And I began to talk to him, you know. I thought, well, if I can get him into two services, maybe I can get something in him. And finally, I, I just got down to the nitty-gritty. Got desperate. I said to him, just blurted out loud. I said to him, did you know you're going to die? And you're only 43 years old. You're not old enough to die. He said, I know it. I know I'm going to die. I said, how do you know it? He said, just an inward witness. Just, you know, everybody's got that. I told him, I said, the Lord told me. 
That's why he wanted me to come here. You asked me to come. But he told me why he wanted me to come. That you were going to die and that you didn't have to if you'd come and listen to the word and put it into practice. And you know what he said to me? I'm talking about not having a teachable spirit. He said to me, Brother Hagin, I know God led me to ask you to come. I wanted my people to hear you. I know you're right. My wife's coming every day. And she tells me as best she can. I know what your teaching's right. But he said, you see, I'd have to admit that I'm wrong and you're right. And I'd just rather go ahead and die than admit I'm wrong. When he said that to me, it's just like somebody standing behind me. The Holy Ghost said to me, now this is Wednesday at noon. And we're going to close the meeting, you see, Sunday night. We've already got it announced, and I'm leaving. I'm going to start another meeting Tuesday night over in another city 100 miles away. And the Lord said to me, he'll fall dead in his pulpit Sunday night week. And you know he did just exactly that? He fell dead in his pulpit Sunday night week. Now why? He wasn't teachable. He didn't have a submissive spirit. You say, was he lost? No, thank God he made heaven. But he missed God's best. Did you hear me? He missed God. I'll tell you, I want God's best, don't you? I'm not satisfied with second best. I'm not satisfied with second best. Teachable spirit uh, uh, is a submissive spirit. I wouldn't listen to a teacher not willing to be taught. Thank God, I'll tell you, I'm willing to be taught. Now, you can bring the word sometime. I, I mean, I'm not talking just your ideas. You know, I'm not out just accept somebody's idea. But I'll tell you, when they can bring me the word of God and bring me light and revelation on the word of God, I'm ready to walk in the light of it. I don't mean some far-fetched something that they dreamed up or taking some isolated text out of its setting and out of its context and try to prove something. You can take verses of Scripture out of the context and make the Bible say anything you want it to say. Now, I'm not talking about that. But you can bring the word of God to people. I mean tongue-talking people. People have been filled with the Holy Ghost and they get offended. We ought to have a teachable spirit. We ought to be able to say, well, maybe I didn't understand him correctly. You see, by not having a teachable spirit, we can miss sometimes some good things that God would bring us. I remember I was hearing a minister speak one time or was in the service listening to him speak. And so he said some things because I could see right away that he wasn't necessarily uh, up to date on some things. But right on the other hand, I may not be up to date on some things. Amen. I could see that he wasn't up to par perhaps on the so-called faith message. And he made, a, you know, a derogatory remark. Well, I could have gotten offended and could have closed my mind and shut him off right there. But you see, I just stayed open. And just gave him the benefit of the doubt and said he probably, because I've done it myself. He probably didn't mean that the way he said it. Amen. And it wasn't ten minutes. I don't believe it was over five minutes. There was a spiritual question that I'd been wrestling with for, I guess, 20 years. And it wasn't over five or ten minutes till he answered that question. The Holy Ghost through him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I thought after it, what if I'd closed my mind? What if I'd just shut him off? I still wouldn't have known. But God was able to, through him, bring me revelation. Hallelujah. I tell the students, and this will be the 13th year I've told them, I pastored nearly 12 years. You can disagree without being disagreeable. I pastored nearly 12 years. And after I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost and came over in Pentecostal circles, 
You know, you just do things whether God's in it or whether it's not because that's the way they do it. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, everybody just sort of had a revival every three months, whether you need it or not, whether God's in it or not. So we had one every three months. I mean, a guest speaker at least two weeks, sometimes three, four, five. And, and, and then another three months, we'd have another. And, and one year we had five, so you got four at least every year. Special speakers coming in to ministers, you see, to preach. And then a lot of times others would come in, preach for you, you know, on the weekend or something, you know. Well, you, you figure that up over a 12-year period. If you just had four guest speakers over a 12-year period, well, you see, that would be 48. Well, we had more than that. And you know what? I never did agree 100% with a single one of them. Not a one of them. Not a one of them. Not a one of them. I didn't necessarily agree with a lot that they preached in my pulpit. But I didn't jump up and say, now you're all wrong. What about that? Let me straighten you out. <laughs> no. In fact, the one fella that I disagreed the most on, because see, in the daytime then, because we only had night service, in the daytime, uh, we would discuss scriptures. And uh, the one person, the one minister that I disagreed the most with, we had, from the standpoint of getting the most people saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, we had the best revival of all, the whole 12 years, I guess. And I still disagree with him. But now some of them, some of them that I disagreed with, a year or two later, I grew enough spiritually that I agreed with them. I saw they was right and I was wrong. Some of them I never did agree with, still don't. But that don't mean that they're a bad person. Just because they don't believe every little old thing just like I do. That don't mean they're not my brother. Amen. That don't mean they're not a Christian. That don't mean they're not going to heaven when they die. If God waits till everybody gets perfect in every avenue of their life and all of their spiritual growth and all of their knowing before he can use you, they won't any of us ever be used. I always took great comfort and encouragement from the scriptures how that God used a donkey <laughs> to arrest Balaam. And I thought, surely if he could use a donkey, he could use me. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, how can we keep filled with the Spirit? Yeah, we're going to keep speaking with other tongues, singing and making melody in our heart all right. Surely, surely we are. But there are two important things here. Number one, we must maintain a bold testimony. Did you ever notice in the Acts of the Apostles, and while I'm talking, now turn back, first to the fourth chapter of Acts. Did you ever notice this? That in this fourth chapter of Acts, the word of God said, you know, Peter and John were taken in question after the man at the gate called Beautiful was healed. They were commanded to preach and to teach no more in the name of Jesus. And in this fourth chapter of Acts, the 23rd verse, being let go, they went into their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord, and we have the prayer. But notice in the 29th verse, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Now, now hold that in your mind. With all boldness. 
Notice this eighth verse of the fourth chapter. Now you see, they had set Peter and John in their midst in the seventh verse. They asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? That is the crippled man at the gate called Beautiful Heal. Then Peter, look at that eighth verse now. Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. Notice that expression, filled with the Holy Ghost. Maintaining the glow. Said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined for the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer, the three CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing, for just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And we have Rhema Bible Church there in Oklahoma City at 8921 Northwest Expressway. So join us there on Sunday night, 6 p.m. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.